In previous years, we've discussed that Hadlakas Neiros Chanukah is inextricably linked with the home. The Gemara tells us in Masech the Shabbos that a person should ideally light his Neir Chanukah al Pesach Beisam Ibachutz right outside of his door. Then the Gemara continues that, of course, B'Shas HaSarkana Manichal Shachana Vadaya, at a time of religious persecution, you can light it indoors uh, on your own table, but it is clearly linked with the home. The Gemara tells us, uh, I'm sorry, Rashi also tells us in Masech the Shabbos, Taisus and Masech the Sukkah, that if a person doesn't have a home, then perhaps uh, he simply cannot light Neiris Hanukkah, and that's perhaps why Chazal instituted a Birchus Haroya of Sha'as uh, Anisim, if a person simply sees Neir Hanukkah, then he can also make a, a separate bracha. And finally, the Gemara tells us in Shabbos that even though we light many candles, the basic halacha is Ne'er Yishu There's one candle for all the members of the household. So clearly, Ne'er Hanukkah, the way it's supposed to be fulfilled, is, uh, is linked um, very, in a primary fashion with the home. At the, therefore, it writes the Ramah, in Simitofresh Ayin Aleph Siv Zayin, that even though we have the minute to light in Shul, Ein Adam Yodzei, you have to light, even if you're the person who lights in Eres Hanukkah in the shul, you have to go home and light again. The Reb Moshe writes in the Gros Moshe, even if you were the person who lit last night and you made the Shechiyonu in shul, when you go home you have to make another Shechiyonu. The Mishnah Buru is not sure about it, but Reb Moshe Paskin, since you're not Yaitse at all, it's, uh, you have to go home and make a new brachis and including the Shechiyonu. If that is the case, that a person is not Yoytze with the uh, Neiros Hanukkah that we light here in Shul, why then do we light them, and how do we make a bracha on this minug of, uh, of lighting in Shul? So the Beis Yosef offers a number of explanations for this minug. The first, and perhaps most obvious, is Neiros HaTiknu Ken, Archim. We established to do this because of the guests who used to sleep in the Shul. It used to be uh, common for people passing through town to sleep in Shul. For that very same reason, we had, it was an old minute to make Kiddush in Shul for the guests who were sleeping in Shul. However, this does not seem to be the primary or functional uh, operative reason for our minug to continue to light uh, Neiros Hanukkah in the Shul, because if that would be the reason, so we should have abandoned the practice a long time ago. The Shulchan Aruch already notes in Hoshah Shabbos and Reish Samach that we no longer have guests sleeping in the Shul in the same way that they had in the past, and therefore we should abandon the minug of making Kiddush and Shul Friday night. Shulchan Aruch says, if you have such a minug, you should keep it. Better would be not to make Kiddush and Shul, and that's why many shuls, certainly who never had such a minug, even though some who had, abandoned the minug of making Kiddush and Shul. So if the reason we lit Neiros Hanukkah and Shul would be for the Archim who was sleeping in the Shul, we should no longer uh, practice this minug. Rather, the Beis Yosef seems to quote more convincing reasons, or more reasons which perhaps are the reasons why we continue to perform the minug. Um, and that is, first be- and foremost, perhaps, because of Persume Nisa. If you look on the third line, the Beis Yosef quotes from the Rivash and the Tshuva, and then, then nowadays that we have the minute to light inside, even though we no longer have, for Hashem, enjoy religious freedom, but for whatever reason we continue to light inside, so the Rivash says, but then we have minimized, we have curtailed our Persume Nisa. And the way we replenish... Or restore some pursuit nisas by lighting in shul. Vezel lashon and rivash with shuvah minig azel lahadik beis haknesses minig vasikin who an old minig mishum pursuit nisa kaven sheein onu yochayin lekaim mitzvah kitikuna lahadik koach pesach beis amibachutz when they shiyad ho umos takifa. Since uh, there was at one time religious persecution, the minig developed to light inside, so that diminished the pursuit nisa in order to replenish it. We light 
um, in shul. That's one reason for the minag. And at the end of the Beis Yosef, he quotes uh, a minag which appears more fully in the Sefer Amanhig, period of the Rishonim. He writes over here, The only obligation of lighting there is Hanukkah is in the home where you live. So says the Sefer Amanik, the reason why we light in Shul is to commemorate the mitzvah which took place in the base of Mikdash. And even our Shuls have the status, as Mark tells us in Megillah, of a Mikdash Ma'at, a miniature base of Mikdash. And therefore, in order to recreate or to celebrate the minute, the uh, nase that took place in the base of Mikdash, we light in our Mikdash Ma'at. In the uh, in the shul, so we have two reasons from the base Yosef. One of Pirsume Nisa, a second because of Zecher to the Nais, which took place in the base Hamikdash. So looking back at Ois Aleph, the Shulchan Aruch seems to integrate both of these reasons. Shulchan Aruch says the base Hakneses of Manicho BeKaisel Daraim of Daram Haminoira, we light the Menorah in the uh, southern part of the shul. Why do we light it in the southern part of the shul? Again, we dive in east. That's west. That would be south. Why do we light the menorah in the southern part of the shul? Because that was where the menorah was situated in the Beis HaMikdash. For that reason, parenthetically, the Gemara tells us in Boba Basra that uh, the menorah we know represents Chachma. The seven branches of the menorah represent the seven branches of Chachma. And uh, the Gemara says a person who uh, a person who wants to attain Chachma should uh, face towards the south when he's davening because the menorah was situated in the south. The Gemara says, If you want to become a wealthy Parnassah, so you'll, you should face to the north, because the Shulchan, which represents Parnassah, was facing in the north. So for that reason, says the Mishnah Buran, Simon Salidawa, the Minig always was to put the Rav's seat on the north of the Oren, so that when, because you're supposed to face a little bit towards the Oren when you're diving, you never have your back to the Oren, so that way a person standing over here could face a little bit to the Oren, the Rav wants, is supposed to want Chachma, so you should daven towards the Oren. <laughs> that's why in many shuls, they, the minig, they put the Rosh HaKol, the president, they always put on the other side. Why? Well, says the Mishnah Baruch, because he needs Parnassah to run the shul. So they put him on the other side. So Yathbin, he would face the other way. However, interestingly, Sefer Chassidim disagrees. Sefer Chassidim says no, that the, the, the Mardah should be put on the southern side of the Oren, on the right, because the Pesach says in Parashat V'zayi Sebracha, Mi Minoi Eish Das Lamoi. Or the Pasuk says in uh, Sefer Mishlei, Eirech Yamim Bimina, B'smaila Eishevekavod. So he says you should put Eirech Yamim Bimina, should put the Rav on the right side. So when you come in, the right side would be uh, on the south. And the Rosh HaKal should sit uh, to the north. However, so that's the, the meaning that's quoted by Sefer Chesidim, but there were many shuls that had, uh, as the Mishnah Brewer noted, the Rav uh, was supposed to sit on the, uh, on the north. So the later Svarim suggests that perhaps there's a difference in the way that the Rav faces. Because in some shuls, the Rav always faces forward. It says if you face forward, so then you're right. So then the Sefer Chesidim is correct, that the Rav should be on the other side, on the north. Uh, I'm sorry, on the south, where the Menorah is. Because that's the right. When you walk in, if you're facing forward, the right is over there. But if the person, the Rav faces the, the Elam, so then from his perspective, which side is the right? The side of the right is the north, not the south. That's why if, uh, it depends which way you face where the, where the Rav is uh, supposed to be sitting. Because that was actually the way it was situated in the Beis HaMikdash. In the Beis HaMikdash, the Menorah, when you walked in to the Kodesh HaKadoshim, so remember, they didn't dive in east. They walked in, the Kodesh HaKadoshim was in the west, and they walked in from the east. 
So when you walked into the Beis Hamikdash from the east, like uh, from Harazesim, you would walk into the Beis Hamikdash. So the menorah, which was on the south, was on your left. So, so the, the menorah was supposed to be on the left, and the shulchan was on the right. So that's the, the perspective that people have when they, uh, when they uh, come into the shul. So perhaps the more chashbah spot is on the left, is not on the right. So that's uh, going back. Should they have a separate Hanukkah? A menorah. They had a separate menorah for Hanukkah. Oh, no. <laughs> so they left the menorah. So they didn't do anything in the base of Megash for Hanukkah. Right? The menorah. A good question. They had a bunch of menorahs. No. Anyway, getting back. So the Shulchan Aruch says that they lit the menorah. You're supposed to light the menorah in the southern part of the shul, like the menorah that was lit in the base of Mitzvah, Haroi to Lahachim Yajim. So clearly there's an element of Zeichel Mikdash included in the Shulchan Aruch's understanding of this minog. But then the Shulchan Aruch continues. We're supposed to light in the shul and make a bracha because of Pirsume Nisa. So which is the primary reason and which is the, perhaps the secondary reason? Or perhaps both are, uh, are primary and both are essential. So that was a big machlek, the uh, traditional psak of the Minchas Yitzchak, Zalman, Sternbach, the Tzitzeliezer, all was that you need um, both this is a chiddush, this minute to light in shul and make a bracha, since you're not yoytzei. And you can only light uh, with a bracha at a public gathering if you're in a shul. Because then you have both elements. You have the persume nisa, publicizing the nais in a group, and you have the element of the mikdash miyat to the nais that took place in the base mikdash. So therefore, if you rent a hall and you make a Hanukkah party, um, or certainly outside in a public thoroughfare to light a Hadlak Samanura with a, you want to light without a bracha, Gegezun, but to light with, with a bracha, so they felt that that was uh, improper. However, in the Tshuva, in the Sefer Oz Nidbaru, which was by Rabbi Yomin Zilber, uh, Rabbi Yomin Atzadik, who lived in Bnei Brak, passed away maybe uh, 10, 12 years ago. So he has a Tshuva, I think, to the Obavich Rebbe. But the Lubavitcher Rebbe held like that on his own, but I think he sent a, a letter to Rabbi Yaman HaTzadik that he should uh, you know, sign on as well, that uh, he felt that, no, the primary reason is Pirsume Nisa. Why do we light Afghan Shul? Because that's where Jews are gathered. But said the Lubavitcher Rebbe that nowadays Jews, uh, many Jews that don't come to Shul, they're not gathered in Shul, so to maximize Pirsume Nisa, we should be lighting in uh, public uh, areas as well. That's the way to maximize Pirsume Nisa. The Mikdash Miyat element of it, the Zecher to the Nais, that took place in the Beis HaMikdash, which was discussed by the Sefer HaManik, he felt was a secondary reason. The primary reason that we light in Shul is uh, in order to maximize Pirsume Nisa. So therefore, in the 1970s, the Lubavitcher Rebbe waged what was later called the Menorah Wars, uh, to fight legal battles, to be able to light Haloksa Menorah in uh, the, you know, the most auspicious public uh, sp- spots in order to maximize Pesume Nisa. So by the, you know, by the bridges and the tunnels and all city, uh, city halls, uh, he was trying, you know, fighting in order to light Haloksa Menorah. And there were those who were uncomfortable with it, of course, because with it's uh, with a bracha. There were those that were uncomfortable with it because it encroaches on the separation between church and state. So this culminated in 1984 with the landmark case of the Supreme Court 
that uh, about a nativity scene in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, that that does not violate church and state to light it uh, on uh, city uh, city uh, city property. So that was the uh, that was, you know, was the legal justification for lighting a menorah as well. If they're going to put up their religious symbol, we should have our menorah too. And others still are, remain uncomfortable with it because there, one day there might be another religious symbol from another religion that we might find offensive or we might, you know, we might regret ever having started this whole precedent in the first place. But that's a much, much larger issue. But, but the, uh, the basis for this, for the entire practice with a bracha in a public thoroughfare was all based on uh, this minig of lighting in shul and their understanding that it's primarily focused or surround, you know, revolves around persumenisa. So if you can maximize persumenisa in a public uh, domain, so then that should be the same as making a bracha on the, on the menorah in shul. However, even if one will concede that you could light, let's say, in, uh, at a Hanukkah party because there's many Jews gathered there, let's say, at a White House Hanukkah party where there's many Jews, if it would be on Hanukkah, and you're going to and you're gonna light a menorah there in order to maximize Pursume Nisa, Lubavitcher Rebbe's argument of lighting or, or suggestion of lighting in, you know, outside, let's say, by a bridge, by a tunnel in Times Square, is even even further jump, and as we'll see, is much more controversial in terms of uh, making a bracha, because the whole idea of making a bracha on a minog in the first place is complex. Because how can we make a bracha necessarily on a, on a minog? So the Beis Yosef quotes as a precedent for this, in the fourth line, We make a bracha on this minig, just like we make a bracha on halal of Rosh Chedesh, which is also a minig. Because if you look at Ois Hay, the Gemara Mesech Destinus lists off the days that we're supposed to rely, recite Halel. One of them is not Rosh Chedesh, but one time Rav Iklalabavel, Ram Kave Tabavel, Chazino de Kakaru Halel Bereshiacha, he saw that they were reading Halel on Rosh Chedesh. So he thought it was a mistake. Savel Afsukinu, it's one, not one of the days he's supposed to say Halel, but Kaven de Chazet Kamadag de Luge, once he saw that they were skipping around, Amashmami no Minagave Sechem Biadechem. He said this must be an old minog, and he allowed it to continue. So, but how long Rosh Chedesh you see from the Gemara is a minog, and nonetheless, Ashkenazim the Ramah, you make a bracha on how long Rosh Chedesh. So, just like we make a bracha on how long Rosh Chedesh, we can make a bracha on this minog of lighting in Shul. However, the problem is, and it's already noted by the Shari Tshuva and Shulchan Aruch, that the Ramam disagrees. The Ramam's opinion is in Perakid Alpha Vilchus Brochis that you do not make a bracha on Halon Rosh Chedesh, and that's the opinion of the Shulchan Aruch, that's the Minig by Sephardim. They do not make a bracha on Halon Rosh Chedesh, or Halon throughout Chalamoid Pesach, or Shvisho Pesach. Because Ramam's opinion is, you don't make a bracha, kol davashu minig, ein mevarchen olav. You don't make a bracha. So ask the Shari Tshuva, how then uh, can the Shulchan Aruch justify this minig of making a bracha on Halakas Neiris Chanukah, in the shul, which is only a minig, and the Ramam's opinion is you don't make it. And the Shulchan Aruch's opinion elsewhere is you don't make a bracha, on a minig. So he quotes that kasha in the name of the Chachan Svi. But the truth of the matter is, the opinion of the Rambam itself requires explanation, because the Rambam writes in Perak Al Havilchus Yom Tif Halachachav Aleph, the Yom Tif Sheni Shogolius itself is a minig. As the Gemara tells us in Mesef Bay on Davdalid, they weren't sure once they established a fixed calendar for uh, declaring Rosh Chaydah, should we continue the practice of Yom Tif Sheni Shogolius? And they sent back Shochum Itam that he's keep performing Yom Tevsheni Shogolis. You never know when uh, the system might be uh, corrupted and we'll have to revert back to be Makadish al Piyariya. So the, the institution of Yom Tevsheni, it sounds like from that Gemara, Hizaru is also a Minag. Yet the Rambam would uh, clearly hold, as does the Shochan Aruch, that you make a bracha on Matzah on second day Pesach, you make a bracha on uh, Shofar 
on second day Rosh Hashanah, even though that's also only a minog. So the Briskarov explains in the Sefer on the Rambam, in Parakir Brachis, that the Rambam uh, feels you can make a bracha on a minig fundamentally. Because part of keeping the dinim that are established by Chazal includes, says the Rambam, not only dinim derabanan, but minhagim too. Minhagim as well, we could say, it's part of its Sivanu of listening uh, to the Takanas of Chazal includes minhagim too. But the Rambam feels, says the Briskarov, that you can only make a bracha on a minig that has a formal Maisa Mitzvah attached to it. Meaning that you're doing what would be, in another context, a Maisa Mitzvah. When you blow Shaifah on second day Rosh Hashanah, that's the same Shaifah that you blew first day when there was a formal Mitzvah. So you're taking that formal act, and you're, even though there's no obligation to do so, you're blowing, blowing that, you're doing that same action, Maisa Mitzvah on second day Rosh Hashanah, so that you can make a bracha on, or eat matzah second day Pesach, it's the same as the matzah you ate the first day, even though now the obligation, there is no obligation to do so, it's just a minute. But if it's not a, a formal Maisa Mitzvah that you're performing, it's lacking, it's, uh, it, it's a different act, so then the Ramam feels that that's, you can't, there's nothing to make a bracha on. There's no ob- ob- obligation, is only a minute, and you're not even performing a Maisa Mitzvah that's significant enough, significant enough to warrant a, a bracha. So therefore says the Briskerov, by Halel and Rosh since they were Medalge, Deluge, they skipped around, the Halel is not the same Halel as a Halel Shalem. As the Halal Rice or the Halal Rabbonon, which would warrant a bracha, therefore the Ramam feels he don't make a bracha on Halal of Rosh Chaydesh. The precedent for that is the Gemara tells us in Masech Sukkah, Taisus discusses it over there, and Daf Memdalim and Beis, that we have a minig of taking a Ravos on Hashanah Rabbah, which is also only a minig. In the Beis Hamikdash, it was a mitzvah to take a Ravos, either Allah Chalamay Shemisina, a mitzvah Doiraisa, to take a Ravos and walk around the Mizbeach all seven days of Pesach of Sukkot. So we're not doing that, but we're not walking around the Mizbeach, we have a minute to hold our Ravis. So says Tyson, since you're not really doing anything, it's just tiltu be'alma, you're just holding our Ravis. There was never a mitzvah like that. There's no formal Maisa mitzvah here, and that you don't make a bracha. So getting back over here, to the Rambam's opinion, or perhaps that Lux HaMenorah and Shul, so over here, even though the Rambam feels you don't make a bracha on the Minig, and Halam Rosh he feels, since you're skipping around, so that's not really the same Maisa Mitzvah. Ashkenazim would probably argue, even though we're skipping around, it is the same Maisa Mitzvah. We're skipping a few prakim of Tehillim doesn't mean it's not the same Maisa Mitzvah. But either way, when it comes to Halaksa Menorah and Shul, that clearly is the same type of Halaksa Menorah that we did in the house, which is the formal Mitzvah de Rabbanon. So since you're performing the formal Mitzvah Halaksa Menorah, even though the obligation to do so is only a minute, you can indeed make a bracha just like we make a bracha on Matzah on the second day Pesach and Shoifah on second day Rosh Hashanah. And it wouldn't be a problem making bracha on a minute. It's not the same as Halom Rosh Chedesh where they were skipping around. It's not the same formal Maisa Mitzvah. However, if that's the case, and that's the justification for our making a bracha on the minute of lighting a Laksam and Eren Shul, so Simcha Ziso Broidi, who was the Rosh Hashiva and the Chevron Yeshiva, published an article in a journal called Muriah, where he suggested that perhaps, therefore, to light outside, you can't make a bracha on it uh, at all. Even if it would be similar to the minig of lighting in shul, in shul you perform a maisa mitzvah that's similar to the formal maisa mitzvah of lighting in the house. Because you're not lighting in your house, but you're lighting in a house, in a base hakneses. But if you light outside, the mitzvah, as we said, of lakas and is linked to the home. If you light outside, you know, in the middle of Times Square, there's no home anywhere nearby, so then... Even if you don't need the Mikdash Miat element, it's all about Pursume Nisa, but you have to have a formal Maisa Mitzvah here to make a bracha. Here, if you're lighting in a public thoroughfare by the George Washington Bridge, by the Lincoln Tunnel, how can you possibly make a bracha on that? 
Um, there is no formal Maisa Mitzvah here to make a bracha on. It should be like taking a rover, son Hashanah Rabbah, that is like tilted by Alma. It's like lighting the Alma. It's hard to justify making a bracha. He was criticizing the Hadoksa Menorah at the Kaisal as well. He said the lighting outside, it's, you know, there's no house nearby. So he thought there too they should not make a bracha. Even if it is a Mikdash even if the Kaisal is a shul, you can't light there. You're looking from the house part, but the, the house part you do in your house is because you're doing the Kasumis for your family. Correct. They want to see you in the house. So the shul's already a stretch. There's nobody's living here. Yeah, yeah but it's at least a bias. It's a base Haknesis. But you could say the opposite. You could say that the whole Ian is Kasumis, wherever it is. And the doyma is the pesumanisa that people see for care. So that's the Lubavitcher Okay, you can say that. You can say it's about pesumanisa, but lamaisa, but lamaisa, according to the Rambam, how do you make a bracha on a minute? It has to be similar. It has to be the exact formal maisa mitzvah lighting in the house. Pesumanisa is the exact formal. You're saying the whole maisa mitzvah is the menorah. You can make such an argument, but it's a stretch. I'll be stretch. You're making a chiddush. I'll be chiddush. You could say it. That's obviously what they hold. That's what saying, yeah. But that, that's a difficult, in my mind, it's a difficult, the, the, uh, a difficult the, argument. The Rebbe's have a minute. They make a big uh, saber and they light. Outside or inside? No, inside. They're in a hall, but it's not necessarily a shul. They, they have they talk about that also? That's that's this. No, so that's at least better. What's you're lighting in a hall. You're lighting in a house. In an enclosed. It's similar to the house. But if you're lighting outside, it's relevant to nothing. Who lives there? So I think if I thought if they're going to light by the Kaisal, not that anybody's asking me, but if I ever become the Rabbi Rashi over there, I would institute that they light. It's not likely. I would institute. I appreciate, I appreciate your vote. I would. I would light near the cave. Yeah. Well, why do they have to light by the by the flags? I would light near the uh, near the near the cave. In which case, perhaps then it's easier to justify. What? Inside, why can't they light inside? I guess there's no photo op. That's more of a typical, you know, classical base akinesis, yeah. There is one other possibility in the Akhrenim in order to understand uh, this minog, perhaps blending the two reasons that's brought by the Shulchan Aruch of, of Zechel and Mikdash, of lighting uh, specifically in a shul, which is a Mikdash Miyat, as well as the element of Pursume Nisa. And perhaps justifying the reason that we make a bracha on this minig in the first place, perhaps to bring it all together is a, a reason or a, an understanding that's perhaps uh, held by the groh. If you look at the groh over back over there on the Shulchan Aruch, Aleph, the groh compares this minig of lighting in shul to the minig of saying halal on the first night Pesach in shul. That just like, uh, even though there's, a minig, there's an obligation to say halal at the Lel HaSeder, or Chavis HaYochid, the groh understood that there's a Chavis HaTzibor, a communal obligation to recite halal together in shul. So the Gemara compares that uh, to this Hadlaq Taminoira here in Shul. That even though there's a, the primary Chayvis Hadlaqa, Midrabanan, is to light in your home, that's the Chayvis Hayochet, but perhaps there is a Chayvis Hatsibor to light together in Shul, a kind of communal uh, Persume Nisa. And this is perhaps the opinion that's quoted by the Beis Yosef over there on the second line, um, in the name of the cowboy, and perhaps justifies why we continue this minig even for those in Eretz who light outside. If you light outside, you're already maximizing Persume Nisa. Why do you need to light in the shul? So the Kobo says, It sounds like when you do it together with a group, that's a different type, a different uh, genre of Pirsume Nisa. You know, there's a, a type of Pirsume Nisa that's from your own home, but then there's a communal type of Pirsume Nisa. And uh, perhaps the opinion of the Gro was, 
that this uh, minig of lighting in shul is to fulfill a second element of Pursume Nisa, above and beyond the Chavis Hayachet of Pursume Nisa, of a, a kind of communal Pursume Nisa. Why then uh, is it specifically in shul? Because in shul is where we gather together as a community, at least in a formal sense. Yes, we gather together in halls for you know, Hanukkah parties and, and the like, but at the same time we don't be, you know, constitute a formal tzibor with regards to, let's say, tefillah b'tzibor or other uh, tzibor activities unless we're in shul. And perhaps that's why it has to be specifically in the Mikdash Mi'at, and that's why you're maximizing Pursume Nisa, Dafka, in the shul, because it is a communal obligation of, of uh, Pursume Nisa. For that reason, many Akronim subscribe to the opinion of Rabbi Yaakov Emdin. If you look over here, Ois Test, the Ramah says the minig is to light the menorah between Mincha and Marib during the week. But an Arab Shabbos, that's somewhat difficult if you dive in Mincha late. So the Ramah says there were those who had the minig to light before Mincha. So the Mishnah Brewer, of course, the opinion of the Magan Avram, even if you don't have a minion when you're lighting, you can make a bracha. Because uh, there'll be a minion later who'll see the menorah when they come to Davin Mincha. But the Bir Alacha quotes from the Morok that that's improper. You should dafka wait. If there's not ten people there, you can't make a bracha. There have to be ten people there when you're making the bracha. Why? If they're going to see it later, why can't I make a bracha now? So perhaps the Rabbi Yaakov Emden held because it is a communal obligation of Pursume Nisa. And therefore the community has to be there, gathered together for Tvila B'tzibah when you make the bracha. If the community is not there yet, then perhaps you can't justify the bracha. Continue with the same line of reasoning. So if Asher Weiss has in his Sefer the Minchas Asher, Rabbi Yeruchim Olshin, Rashiva from Lakewood has in his Sefer Yerich Lemoyadim, they suggest that if we take this one step further, perhaps that's why we make a bracha on this minag more so than perhaps other minhagim. Because the Beis Yosef said the Pursume Nisa is maximized when you make a bracha. If you want to make a bracha, yeah, what kind of Pursume Nisa is there? You're turning on a light. There's no Pursume Nisa. Pursume Nisa comes when you mechabit it with a bracha. So perhaps part of the minag is to make a bracha. Meaning not that this is a minag and therefore we're making a bracha on it. No, the minag is to make a bracha because without the bracha there's no Pursume Nisa. So perhaps uh, the, the, that's why the Shulchanach provides both of these reasons and why we make a bracha is because this is above and beyond the chayvah sayachet of Pursume Nisa. There's a, perhaps a communal chayvah, a communal ab- a minag at least of Pursume Nisa and Hanukkah which is specifically fulfilled in the shul where we come together as a tzibar. One final idea is perhaps that uh, this touches on an important theme of Hanukkah where Moshe Shapiro writes and his, uh, is quoted in Svarim that that's why the menorah was made out of one piece, miksha achas, because in Hanukkah there's supposed to be a gathering together of, uh, of achtus, of uh, a feeling of community. That's why uh, the, minna, the mitzvah of Halaksa menorah was given primarily, the Pasuk tells us, Pashba it was given to Aaron HaKain, Aaron was Oyev Shalom, Veroidev Shalom, so to the menorah is supposed to bring people together ba'achtus. And perhaps that underscores this chayvas hatzibor, this communal obligation of giving persume nisa, we shouldn't only do it as individuals, but it should bring people, families, communities together ba'achtus and giving shev